but I'm just a rock chick. I would describe my music and my sound as Avril The best damn thing. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast, a facts and trivia-based podcast about Canadian pop singer Avril Lavigne. I'm your host, Andrew DeFrancesco. Today's bonus episode will be all about Avril's recent appearances at New York Fashion Week, as well as her new collaboration with all-time low called Fake as Hell. Here are the major events and highlights that have happened since our last episode. From September 6th through September 11th, Avril attended various shows and events for New York Fashion Week. On September 7th, alternative band All Time Low teased a collaboration with a snippet of a new song which many listeners believe to be an upcoming feature with Avril. The following day, they confirmed the collaboration was with Avril on a song called Fake as Hell to be released on September 15th. On September 11th, an article was published by Nylon Magazine with behind-the-scenes photos of Avril getting ready for New York Fashion Week. On September 15th, All Time Low released a collaboration with Avril called Fake as Hell. The song was written by the members of All Time Low, Avril, and Andrew Goldstein, and produced by Zach Cervini. In a press statement, the band's frontman Alex Gaskart said, Fake as Hell is a song about recognizing what's real and saying goodbye to what's not. It's about cutting ties with people and things that don't lift you up and help you progress. It's a wave goodbye to whatever's in the rearview mirror and a new perspective on the road ahead. Collaborating on this one with Avril is a dream realized, and getting to watch her do what she does best in the studio was crazy inspiring. Avril and All Time Low uploaded a TikTok duet of the song as well as an Instagram reel choreographing dance moves to the song. And on September 19th, Billie Eilish posted a photo on her Instagram stories wearing a striped necktie and a star icon similar to the single cover for Skater Boy, leading fans to speculate if a collaboration between the two may be coming. So the first thing that I want to discuss about all of this actually has nothing to do with what I just read, but going back to the episode that I uploaded before this where I mentioned that I was on a podcast recently and I didn't really get a chance to talk very much about it there, and so I kind of wanted to just give a little bit more detail about it here before we actually launch into uh, today's topics. Um, so like I had mentioned in that episode that I was invited by someone to be on their podcast and she's from the Netherlands. And it's this podcast. Um, I'm sorry that I'm like blanking on the name of it. I'm not sure if she told me the name of it or not, but the podcast is about conspiracy theories in the music industry, like specifically about artists in the music industry. And so, of course, we know that Avril, there's this infamous conspiracy theory about Avril uh, being replaced by a lookalike and all of that. And she had come across the episode about it that I did a couple of years ago on this podcast. And she asked to interview me and like kind of get my my thoughts on the the conspiracy and the overall fan reaction and like what Avril herself has said about it and that kind of thing. And it was really fascinating to be part of because I had never been asked by anyone to like be interviewed or to talk about this topic. And so it was really interesting to get to be on someone else's podcast. And we conducted the interview in English, obviously, because that's the only language that I speak. But I think that when the podcast comes out, I'm honestly not sure if it is out yet or not. I've tried looking for it. I can't find it. So I'm not sure if it is, if she's like still working on it, maybe still conducting research on it. But I think when the podcast is out, I'm not sure if it's going to all be like um, dubbed over in Dutch as like a translation of what I'm saying or if she'll leave my part intact in English. I don't know. But if I ever do come across it, I will be sure to share it and let all of you know like where you can go listen to it. But nevertheless, it was really um, just like very cool to be asked to be part of something like that. And I'm really excited to hear the final product, like whenever that ends up coming out. Like I like I said, I did try to see if I could find it. And I like I went to her page and everything and wasn't like 
able to really find anything on it. So I don't know if she's still like in the process of working on it. But whenever I do come across it, um, I will definitely be curious to hear it. And I'll be sure to let all of you know where you can go listen to it as well. And I hope that you'll find it fascinating too. Um, I know that's like a topic that has been done to death about Avril and that people are kind of sick of hearing about it. But this podcaster specifically wanted to do uh, conspiracy theories in the music industry. And as we know, Avril is a big part of that. And so, you know, like when you're asked to kind of be be on it and to kind of give your opinions and give your insight to it, like, of course, you're going to say yes. It was a really cool thing to get to be a part of. And like, it's just it was so wild to me that somebody like I know that, you know, with podcasts, people can access them from all over the world and that I do have listeners from all around the world. And um, of course, Avril herself has a fan base from all around the world. But it was really cool that somebody from like halfway across the world you know, stumbled upon my podcast and like listened to it and thought it was good enough to say, hey, can you like come on to my podcast and talk more about this? So anyway, I just wanted to kind of provide a little bit more details because I know in my previous episode, I kind of just like glossed over it pretty briefly. And so I just want to take like more proper time here to be able to talk about that experience uh, while I have the chance to do so. So now getting into what this episode is actually about with Avril's appearances at New York Fashion Week and the new song with All Time Low and and that kind of thing. First, sharing my thoughts on her looks from New York Fashion Week. Uh, I have to say, I (laughs) didn't really like most of them. I think that was a pretty popular fan opinion, though. Like, I don't feel too bad saying that I wasn't a fan of the looks because I don't think that's really an unpopular opinion. Like, I know the fandom was kind of divided. Like, some of them really liked some of her looks and then some just didn't like any of them. Like there was maybe one or two that I liked, like the the last one that she wore that had like the Ozzy Osbourne shirt and she kind of had like this more gothic style of makeup. That was probably, I think, my favorite look that she wore. But like my my problem with the looks, because I know that like with Fashion Week looks that the whole point is to there's usually like a theme to follow. And sometimes the designer will send clothes specifically for the celebrity to wear like they're basically being paid to wear the clothes and like they're kind of told almost what to wear and like she hired a stylist and I don't know if Avril might have collaborated with the stylist on like this is how I want to generally look and then the stylist would find clothes that fit that or if the stylist was the one who just kind of chose for her like I'm not really sure how that worked and I know that like the whole point of fashion week looks is that they're kind of meant to be very wild and out there and avant-garde kind of things. But I feel like there's a way to do it without, like, while still kind of maintaining some semblance of the person's style, if that makes sense. Like, I just think the looks that she wore in Paris for Paris Fashion Week, they were something different. They were something new for her. They were certainly, like, a departure from the style that we know from her. Like, you know, we know that she's very into, like, the hot topic, pop punk kind of style, the gothic rock star look. And the looks that she wore for Paris Fashion Week were like a lot of these long coats, long t-shirts with like thigh-high boots and sunglasses, like very kind of more chill street style, I guess, if there's any way to describe that. And I feel like it it was something new and different for her that was very Fashion Week appropriate, but it still flattered her because she's so petite that I think the the coats kind of gave her some length and like the thigh-high boots kind of gave her like some length, I guess. And I just think the way that she was styled for New York Fashion Week, and this is something that like a lot of fans kind of talked about when they were when they saw the photos, like especially the red carpet photos, like I don't know if it was just the lighting of the red carpet photos or something, but like I just feel like the way that she was styled did not flatter her figure. Like she's very petite, very short. 
and everything they tried to put her in was very like boxy if that makes sense like it was just like these things that made her look bigger than she actually is like everything just kind of swallowed her up it was too much of everything like they just went 100 on everything and I feel like sometimes with fashion like the key I mean, I'm saying this as a person that really honestly doesn't know that much about fashion, but even I know that, like, if you're trying to make a statement in fashion, usually, like, less is more. And, like, if you're going to make, like, you're going to, you can, you choose one thing to be the statement. So, like, whether it's the makeup, the accessories, the actual clothes, the shoes, the hair, like, whatever it is, you're choosing, like, one thing to be the thing that's the big statement piece that stands out. You don't, like, you don't take all of them and make them all like extreme because then it's just going to look like a huge mess of stuff and it's going to look very overwhelming and like very very few people if any could actually pull that off and I just think for the way that Avril is like she's very petite and like they they put her in like especially there was that one outfit she wore where she had this very very long honestly cheap looking wig like a lot of people said that the wig looked like something out of a Halloween store just like considering the fact that she did hire a professional stylist for this and like she's got millions of dollars she could easily afford like very nice hair extensions very nice wigs and that kind of thing and like a lot of the stuff that she was put in frankly looked kind of cheap and like there wasn't a lot of effort put into it like the wig it was like very obvious how like cheap that wig looked and it was like they they put her in this very very long wig and like a very oversized leather coat and like a lot of dark dramatic makeup like it was it was too much like all of it at once was too much like if you want to do dramatic makeup with like a simpler kind of outfit you know or like a very dramatic outfit with simple hair simple makeup that's how you get the statement piece is when like one of those things is the focus and everything else is like a dressed down approach And I feel like the main problem, besides the fact that everything they put her in did not flatter her, was the fact that they tried to go 100 on every aspect from like hair to makeup to clothes. It was overwhelming. And like, like I said, I get that for fashion week, it's supposed to be kind of weird and out there and avant-garde and that like, you know, it's supposed to be kind of over the top, but I feel like there's a way to do it and still look like good, (laughs) you know, like for lack of a better term. And I find it interesting too, like this is something that a lot of fans pointed out is that when Avril would post her own pictures to her Instagram page, the way that she took the photos or like the specific angles that she chose for the photos made the outfits look a lot better than they did on the red carpet. And so that kind of says to me, like, I wonder, first of all, I wonder if it was just the very harsh lighting or camera angles or something on the red carpet that made these outfits not look very flattering. Or I wonder if even Avril kind of knew these outfits did not look good and she chose very careful angles when posting her own pictures but like I just think it says a lot that like the photos she posted on her own Instagram made the outfits look like somewhat better than how they looked on the red carpet like as if even she knew these don't look very good so that's just my very very honest opinion about her looks from New York Fashion Week I mean I think it's cool that she went like it's always cool when she shows up to events and I think she alluded recently in an interview she alluded to like why she wanted to to go to Paris Fashion Week and now New York Fashion Week like why she wants to go to these events because I don't know if it's like that she wants to get more into fashion or she just wants to kind of expand her brand and like I'm sure she makes a lot of money too by by showing up like you you need an invitation to go to these like it's not just like anybody can go so the fact that like she's still considered relevant enough to be invited and then she gets paid a lot of money to like wear the clothes and things like that like it's a good deal for her to go 
I think I just have to say between the two fashion weeks that she attended this year that I think her looks in Paris were a lot better than New York. And if she's going to keep going to these kinds of like designer events, I just hope that she gets a stylist or a makeup artist that maybe just like knows more what to do with her, I think. And like I said, I don't know if Avril collaborated with them and they kind of decided together what the looks were going to be or if like she kind of just gave free reign to the stylist and to the makeup artist and they just like completely went overboard and like did not understand like what really to do with her, if that makes sense. And then kind of following the whole thing about New York Fashion Week, I know that the MTV Video Music Awards were the, I think it was the day after she left New York essentially or it was like the day after New York Fashion Week ended and they took place in New York City and so a lot of fans were kind of wondering if she was going to attend the VMAs because it would have just made a lot of sense especially because like with New York Fashion Week or with any of those Fashion Week things there's not really interviews going like we see photos and she gets to kind of meet all these celebrities and there were a lot of celebrities that she met with at uh, New York Fashion Week and that she took a lot of photos with like I know a lot of people were excited that she got to take a picture with Haley Williams of Paramore and so it's it's cool, like a cool kind of networking event that she gets to put herself out there and she gets to meet a lot of people in the industry and kind of like make contacts and stuff. And that that might be part of why she does it. But like other than the chance to be seen and like meet people, there there's not really like interviews or anything or press opportunities that happen. And so a lot of people were hoping that she was going to attend the VMAs the next day and that we might get an interview about something to do with the new, the new music coming up. But unfortunately, she did not attend. Um, I'm going to guess that she just wasn't invited. And it's probably because, like, as we know, she usually doesn't attend award shows unless she's nominated, performing or presenting. And none of those things were the case. And so it's kind of like, well, why would she really go? So, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of like disappointed, but not surprised that she didn't attend the VMAs. Like I would have liked her to attend just so that we could see like, okay, what's she going to wear? And yeah, if we ended up getting any interviews. But honestly, I think even if we had gotten an interview, I think it would have been very vague about like, yep, I've been working on new music and it's coming out soon, like her typical kind of soon thing that she says. So um, I think honestly, even if we had gotten a couple of interviews, it probably would not have revealed very much information about music. Um, And I mean, I don't know, like, if she just wanted to go home to rest after. Because, like, honestly, I kind of don't blame her, actually, for just going right home. Because, like, New York Fashion Week looked exhausting. Like, a whole week of going to all these different events and, like, meeting all these people and stuff. I could not do it. And I'm younger than her. So I just can't imagine. Like, I think she probably just wanted to go home and rest. And I honestly could not blame her. So the next thing that I'm going to give my thoughts on, like, the main latest thing that we have to talk about the biggest thing that's happened so far is the new song with all time low called fake as hell it was definitely like a cool surprise to get a song from out of nowhere like the fact that all time low teased the collaboration and then like the next day revealed that the song was coming out the following week so i like that we didn't have to wait very long like i like that they teased the collaboration at first and they were like yeah it's with a female artist can you guess who it is and some people actually thought it might be demi lovato but a lot of people guessed it was avril and Um, I like that we didn't have to wait very long. Like, I like that we got to hear a little bit of the song in the teaser, and then we didn't have to wait very long to find out officially it was with Avril, and then we didn't have to wait very long to get the actual song itself, because I really don't like that. Like, Avril seems to tend to do this. I think with the Love Sucks era, they were a little bit more prompt with releasing singles, but in some of her eras past, she would leave several months of a gap Uh, from like announcing the single to the actual release and it was always annoying to just wait that long and I think these days 
like people just aren't going to remember to download a song in a couple months time. Like you're lucky if people remember in a week to download a song. So I like that they were very, very quick with putting this out. We didn't have to wait very long. And like it was enough to to um, create some hype, to create some anticipation without making us wait so long that we just got bored and, you know, didn't care anymore. So it was nice to get this new song like as a surprise out of nowhere, like, you know, new new kind of Avril song while we wait for her to put out the lead single for the next album. But as for what I think about the song itself, I honestly just think it's okay. Like when I, even when I heard it from the preview, I kind of just thought it was fine. And then when I heard the actual song in full, I just, I I don't know. I just, I don't have a strong opinion about it one way or the other. And I think some, that's kind of how some people feel. Like I think the fandom is very mixed on this song. Like there's some people who really love it because they love pop punk they love the alternative sound they love the love sucks sound it's kind of like a continuation of that and then there's other people like myself that are kind of just like bored of that sound I kind of thought initially when I heard it I actually kind of thought it sounded outdated like it sounded like something out of 2004 or something and I don't know if that was done on purpose or they just like that's just their sound that they that they do like I honestly don't know that many songs by all-time low and I'm not like really a fan of all-time low so I don't know what their songs typically sound like I listened to it a few times like it kind of grew on me the more that I listened to it but it's still not a song that I really care that much about going back to that many times like I know there's some people who have played it a lot of times and then there's some people like myself who kind of played it a few times because Avril was on it and then are kind of just like okay you know now what um I I will say it's very catchy like it has a very memorable catchy hook that gets stuck in your head easily and I kind of find myself singing the hook to myself a lot um but I think one of the problems with it is that like the lyrics and the topic are nothing special. They're nothing new from her. Like it's nothing new. And we've heard this exact topic 12 times on the Love Sucks album. Like it feels kind of like a Love Sucks leftover and it just doesn't really offer anything new. Like it's the same topic about like getting away from a toxic relationship and it's got that same kind of pop punk sound. What's interesting though is that John Feldman did not produce it. So there is that. And I think that that was actually a plus about the song because I kind of am not a mega fan of John Feldman's production. Like the way that he tends to produce Avril's voice is that he tends to give her voice this kind of like chipmunky processing that a lot of fans really don't like. And so I do like that her voice sounds, I mean, her voice sounds incredible on the song. The way that, not only the way it's produced, but like she does hit some really impressive notes in the song. So I think that is a big plus for it. But I think the song itself is just nothing special. I think that's my issue with it. And maybe it's just because it's not really her song. She's just a feature on it. And I have to say, too, I'm kind of over the collabs. Like, I think I pointed this out on Band-Aids recently that if you really think about it, she has not released a solo single since Bite Me in November of 2021. Because before that, we had Flames and Grow. And after that, we had Love It When You Hate Me, Boys Lie, I'm a Mess shelter eyes wide shut and now fake as hell and it's like it's just too many collaborations and i know that collaborations are a big thing in the music industry and it's kind of how artists that are in avril's position stay relevant and she wants to collaborate with people that are like her contemporaries or her friends and i totally get that but i think it's just like it's been such a long time since we've had a single without somebody else's name on it and especially like with features i mean the eyes wide shut as somebody pointed out to me eyes wide shut is a little bit different because it was all of her vocals like it was technically a feature with elenium but elenium was just like doing the dance track but like the thing with features is that she usually gets like a verse and a chorus or something it's not even like really her song and she doesn't get to sing on the whole song and like i think that's just kind of like what i'm missing you know it's like 
first for the longest time i do think it's interesting that for the longest time in her career she did not want to do collaborations and now that she's a lot older and more like further in her career that she is doing a lot of collaborations like she's making up for lost time with doing so many collaborations now it's kind of funny how much that like flipped i just think for me personally like it's just been a long time since we've gotten a solo single from her that like didn't have somebody else's name on it and where she actually got to sing the whole song. And I think it's just because I'm like waiting to see what new music she comes out with. And it's just like, oh, this, you know, all time low collaboration that sounds kind of similar to Love Socks. Like I've heard this before, you know, like I'm, I think I'm just kind of like over it and I'm ready for something new from her. And I know that some people are like, no, I love the Love Socks sound. Like keep it coming. And I get that, but I'm just not in that camp honestly and like i'm just ready for something new not just sonically but also lyrically and topic wise like i just think she has much more to say at this point because when she was making the love sucks album she was in a different headspace where she had just been through a couple of breakups and she was like really looking to do a lighthearted approach to breakups and now i feel like she might just be in a different place now because she broke off her engagement and like, okay, that's still a breakup, but I feel like it's a different type of breakup than her previous ones because it's a broken engagement. Like this person that you were going to marry and we don't know exactly what went down or how that went down or why that went down. And it seemed like she was kind of going through a little bit of like something where she was feeling pretty down about it and like the whole thing with Tyga and all that. So it almost seemed like she was a little bit lost and like probably trying to figure out like where do I go from here like trying to adjust to single life again and that kind of thing and so I just feel like she has to have more to say about this topic like even if the next album does end up having breakup songs and that kind of thing that it's going to be different than Love Socks like I just can't imagine her going for the same approach to albums in a row like she's never done that like every album that she's put out has always been kind of the opposite of whatever the last one was and I feel like she gets bored easily and so I just I honestly have a hard time imagining her doing like a love sucks 2.0 and I think she also might know that the fans might get kind of bored of that too and I I think she just has more to say at this point or at least I hope she has more to say on this topic than just you know an, an album full of songs like fake as hell and my last thing that I'll say about the song is that, to be honest, I, I can't see myself really listening to it if Avril wasn't on it. Like, if it was just all time an all-time low song, I probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have even bothered to check it out in the first place. Honestly, like, the only reason why I even bothered to check out the song is because Avril was on it. And like I said, I've listened to it a few times, and, like, it's fine, but probably not a song I'm going to, like, specifically reach out to listen to. And this is my other last point about the song kind of going along with this is that I do have a theory that it's possible the song could have been written for the eighth album and maybe it's been scrapped because it's possible that maybe Avril was continuing in the direction of Love Sucks like another pop punk album and then she decided to change the direction once the breakup with Mod happened like it's possible that the musical direction has changed at this point because that tends to happen as well that she'll kind of go into the studio working on an album and sort of continuing where she left off and then midway through it seems to evolve and kind of change because you know she gets those last few ideas out that are sort of like it's tempting to kind of just copy what you did on the previous album because that's that's still kind of like living with you that sound and then as you kind of you know like come out of that phase and go into the next phase of life or the next chapter of life and things things change in your life it kind of um informs the musical direction that you're going to go in and so I just feel like it's possible like because we know that she has been working with the members of All Time Low since like last year they started working on songs together in the studio and so I feel like this song was born out of those sessions 
it could have been a, a kind of I'm a mess situation where like she had talked about working on I'm a mess with Youngblood months and months before it ever came out. And they couldn't decide at first if it would be better for her or if it would be better for Youngblood. And then eventually they settled on it being with her. And so I kind of wonder if Fake as Hell was a similar thing where they initially like it was initially going to go on Avril's record. And then maybe she thought, like, I don't really want to do the pop punk thing anymore. I'm going to go with like something more mid tempo or I'm going to like change the topics that I'm talking about or whatever. And like maybe they just thought it would be better with all time low. So that's like my theory. Um, I don't think we'll have any real way of knowing unless one of them comes out and says something about it. But I feel like that would kind of make sense just because, like I said, they have been working together on uh, sessions for the eighth album since like last year. And it would not surprise me if this song was born out of those sessions and then it's possible it got scrapped from the album. But maybe at least at least if that is the case, then the song never went unheard. We at least like did get to hear the song in some form. Another thing that I want to point out with this is that I kind of am wondering if this is a sign of the lead single from the next album to come. Because a lot of times Avril, like I kind of did think about this recently and I noticed a pattern where she does tend to release some kind of standalone single or something or some kind of promotional single between each album. Like there wasn't really anything between Let Go and Under My Skin other than Knocking on Heaven's Door. But between Under My Skin and The Best Damn Thing, there was Keep Holding On from the Aragon soundtrack. And then between The Best Damn Thing and Goodbye Lullaby, there was Alice from the Almost Alice soundtrack. Between Goodbye Lullaby and the self-titled, there was How You Remind Me and Bad Reputation from One Piece Film Z. And then between the self-titled and Head Above Water, there was Fly and a few other like collaboration singles that she did. And then between Head Above Water and Love Sucks, she did Flames and Grow. So this kind of seems to be a pattern with her that she will put out something in between albums to kind of tide fans over or maybe just to kind of get herself out there again or to kind of act as like a soft launch or a, a warm-up kind of so to speak before the real thing if that makes sense so i'm kind of wondering if fake as hell is either going to kind of close the door on the pop punk air like i just feel like this is kind of my gripe about the song is that I just feel like pop punk has kind of had its moment. Like it had its revival last year and I don't know if people really care about it as much now. Like maybe they do. I don't know because I don't really follow it. But I feel like even even just taking Mots on as an example because he's an alternative pop punk artist and the song that he put out, Strangers, was not really pop punk at all. It was like a lot more kind of uh, like pop, like pop and um, like trap based, I guess. So I, I don't know. I feel like pop punk has kind of had its, I think, I feel like it had its time. It had its revival moment and I feel like it's kind of passed now. And I don't know if fake as hell is kind of like the last hurrah of the, you know, Avril's return to pop punk and now she's going to move into something else possibly. There are like theories or hints that like the next album could have some like rap or R&B or trap elements on it. I don't know if that's true. So, I mean, it's possible that she's kind of, leaving pop punk to move into a different direction i don't know so you know like i said it's pretty typical of her to put out singles between albums just as a way to kind of keep fans engaged i guess so yeah like i said i don't know if this means that um a real lead single is on the horizon soon like she had talked before like she had alluded before to releasing a single this year or maybe even the album this year but considering that we're in september and we don't have anything yet um, it seems kind of unlikely. Like a lot of people think maybe first quarter of next year might be when we get the single. Um, or she could do a November release again, like she did with Love Sucks, single release in November, album in February or something similar. 
I'm kind of just like waiting for something new. Like I think the Love Sucks era and album was good and it was nice to see her return to her roots and it seemed like she had a lot of fun that era. But I feel like I'm just kind of ready for something new. Like, you know, like I said, she went through um, the breaking up of an engagement and I just feel like she has something more to say at this point, or at least I hope she does. And I don't just want like a repeat of what we had before. Like I would like to see something new. And for me, fake as hell doesn't offer anything new. Like it's, it's fine. It was a nice surprise, but I'm like just more curious about, you know, the next era from Avril and the, whatever she is going to come out with for the lead single. So other than new music, what we do know is coming later this month is of course, Avril's birthday on the 27th and she's going to be 39. And then the next day is the Canada Walk of Fame ceremony, which I'm assuming she's going to attend. And then also in October, she is going to be at, she's going to be at the When We Were Young Music Festival. It's unclear if she's performing or she's just like going to be there. And there's like this uh, sweepstakes currently going on with beatbox beverages where you can win uh, like VIP tickets to hang out with her at this pre-party thing and stuff. So again, it's unclear if she's actually performing. Even if she was performing, I don't know what she would sing other than just her singles, I guess, because she doesn't have anything new currently. So that's like all we really know is coming up like within the next couple of months is her birthday, whatever she ends up doing for that, the Canada Walk of Fame, and then the When We Were, when we were Young Music Festival, which again, unclear if she's performing or not. I guess in the meantime, what I'm going to do for episodes, like when I can get them out is doing bonus episodes like this, like just recapping events and giving my thoughts on whatever her latest activities are, or just going through my list of ideas that I have kind of like more evergreen stuff and finding something interesting to talk about while we await the lead single of the next album. Like I will be very, very curious. I think we're all really curious and excited to see what she ends up coming out with. So apologies if this episode felt like kind of a bit of a downer because I didn't really have a lot of super positive things to say. Like didn't like her looks at New York Fashion Week. I'm kind of eh on the fake as hell song. Um, I'm sorry, like if, if there's anybody out there that really loved her or looks at Fashion Week and really loves the new single, then I'm sorry that this was <laughs> probably a downer for you to listen to. With this podcast, I mainly just like whether my opinions are positive or negative. I always just enjoy talking about Avril and sharing my opinions on like whatever is going on with her and just getting to talk about I mean she's like one of my favorite things to talk about clearly um just being able to have a place to discuss like one of my favorite things and one of my favorite artists and getting to talk about her music and analyze it with other people and share thoughts about it um is really the main reason why I do this and so I hope that even if we don't agree that you still enjoy hearing my takes anyway like even if they're not good takes <laughs> I hope that you still um enjoy listening to it anyway and that it just provides something to, for you to enjoy while we are kind of in a music drought with Avril and just waiting to see what she does next and waiting to hear new music from her hopefully soon. But for now, we conclude this edition of the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform so you can get new episodes directly in your feed. And please take a minute to leave a rating or review to help more fans find the show. We're currently streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Audible. And you can also find me on Instagram at Best Damn Avril Pod to keep up with the latest podcast news. Join me again next time on the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast. The Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by Andre DeFrancesco. Theme music is HD and Lights by J Powell Flicks. Follow the latest podcast news on Instagram at Best Damn Avril Pod or email Best Damn Avril Pod at yahoo.com.